So I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. We talking about Twitter. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. You better be willing to do unique things in order to expect unique results. And, and that's just life. We mock ourselves. March comes in like a lion. Unless it's Steelers season, then we're kind of in the the lamb, the lamb of things right now. Yeah, lamb season. Lamb, lamb season. Jack Lamb. Mm. Mm, that sounds tasty. Has anyone thought of that? The, the Jack Lamb. I don't know. I guess Jack Ham. Why would you change it from Jack Ham? Right, I mean, Jack Ham is already delicious versus a, a right. rare, weirder meat. Off the off the rails before we even started. <laughs> Coming in hot like a lion, march mm-hmm. marching in like a nittany lion. It is what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers social media conversation. I'm Kyle Crace. Here with me is Greg Benevin. Hello. And it's uh, we're starting to get the rumble. It's like the bear starting to get out of the the slumber. Oh yes. Uh, even though we're still. What, gee, should we seven weeks from draft day? I don't know. It sound, it, it sound, if it's not that, it's something pretty close to that. It's the longest. You know, you're thinking, no, it's it's next month. Draft is next month. It's the longest next month Right. It's ever. not like it's April 3rd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is not. And today is uh, March 2nd. So mm-hmm. let's – but we've got a little bit because uh, because it's, it's, uh, it's con season. Con season. Con! So let's – Get to the tweets. We'll start with at Alex Kazora. Alex Kazora. Art Rooney said it. Omar Khan said it. QB Mitch Trubisky will be a Steeler in 2023. That was, uh, I don't know if it was the first thing that they that they asked Omar about. I don't think it was, but it was certainly the one of the it headlines. Was up there. It yeah. was pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, I mean, what do you, I, hey, yeah, we got the numbers one and three guys in the organization saying it's going to be Mitch. All we need now is Tomlin to right. come out with need some chicken wings with uh, him or something. You know, <laughs> you know, it's definitely going to be Mitch. I mean, they they I mean, again, it's it's they like having somebody that they know is going to be there, somebody that's won games in the past, someone that knows the system, and plus. Uh, you know, it's it, Kenny is uh, can no quarterback is going to play seventeen straight games, play all seventeen games. You know, every snap of them. Mitch is uh, the backup is definitely going to get in there at some point. Yeah, and and Mitch is down there work at working out in Florida with the crew. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. that says something because yes. if he was all about hitting the market, you know, he might be making those hype videos uh, for Instagram. But no, he's out there with the boys. Mm-hmm. Who's Sims is down there? I saw, I saw Austin the third. And DJ's there too. DJ Pickens yes. is down there. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone, the whole crew. Uh, Gunner, I was Gunner down there. I thought I saw Gunner. Uh, probably. Was I mean, it's it's. But again, that speaks to that camaraderie kind of thing. I mean. I mean, it's it, it, whatever. I think what we've learned is that what everyone said last year, what all the Bills said about Mitch, the teammate. I think we've learned that's true. I mean, people yeah. like being around Mitch. I mean, that's that's part of the reason the you know him and Deontay had this like Tennessee Williams esque like brawl uh, uh, fight in uh, the locker room. It seems so ridiculous. <laughs> well, they just have that passion for football. Nobody loves football as much as I do. Nobody. It's undocumented. <laughs> Nobody. Uh 
But, but is this, you know, is this the right move? Mm-hmm. At Gage underscore Rage, picket to pick in season, first con L, sadly. Uh, we went over who the backup situation could have been. Uh, yeah. what was it two episodes ago or something? Yes. And what we came up with, who, what we come up with, Jacoby Brissett, it, right? Maybe, it or? was Brissett. It was Baker Mayfield. It was a lot of things that you know. It was a lot of different ways to say less than Mitch Trubisky or equivalent to Mitch Trubisky at best. I'm assuming these people are complaining about Mitch costing ten million or whatever. Which I mean, the two things are one, uh, it's not your money, and two, if there's and something that we've learned from Con in the past week, it's that the Steelers have money to spend. I think he even said that. I don't know yeah. if it was because he did so many. He did a national press, then he did a local press. But he said to, I don't know if it was during the local, was like, you know me, I know how to make. It was like, right. <laughs> he was yeah. like Uncle Scrooge diving through his uh, mm-hmm. his vault of coins. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, you're right. Because I think the comment was kind of like, we want to extend Mitch even. Mm-hmm. And some people were like, what? You know, <laughs> uh, at Jordan York Music, Jordan York if Mitch Trubisky wants to stay with the Steelers, I think he is a very good backup to Pickett. But if I were the Steelers, I would still look around and see if there are other options. Maybe be it free agency or late in the draft. Are, are, are assuming that Mason is uh, leaving the room, mm-hmm. they are going to have to ma- maybe add a, yeah. a QB somehow. I, I mean, I, I, that's if you've looked at a lot of the mock drafts yet, and we're not going to discuss them. But uh, many of them, uh, hypothetically, that I might have skimmed to have one of the seventh-round picks being a quarterback. Oh, the the Oladokun the, uh, special. Oladokun, yes. <laughs> it, uh, well, you know, it's it's it's. It, but it's also we're just trying to catch you know lightning in a bottle, like the world's greatest quarterback, Brock Purdy. <laughs> um, maybe hey, maybe we'll have one of maybe it'll be Jimmy G uh, number three. I don't know. Um, how about this? Where did? Where did my tweet sound go? Oh, there it is. At hot underscore Steelers, Steelers hot takes. Such a slap in the face to Trubisky. Khan is basically saying Trubisky can't be a starter in the NFL. How do you think the player takes a statement like that? Not well, I'm sure. You know, but they're down there playing and everyone's like, ooh, hey, did you see what uh, Khan had to say? Like, <laughs> yeah, we'd love to have you stay, but that, I mean, the, the given is like, as the ben- on the bench. Well, what I what I do like about this asinine comment is this: this shows you exactly how to craft a hot take. Like if you're trying to figure out how can I make a hot take, this is how you do it. What you do is you take something and you interpret it in the most narrow, negative way possible. And then from that, you project someone else's feelings onto it. If you have those two things combined, you too can create a hot take. This is sort of like a hot take <laughs> paradigm. Like you can follow this formatting and make your own hot takes at home. It's like a Mad Libs for hot takes. The, so like uh, it cards against humanity. The the foreman grill of hot takes. Yes, you just kind of yes. slap it down there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, how about let's move on to another aspect of con season. We'll go to at Chris Halleck. Chris Halleck. Omar Khan helped break down the structure of the draft selection process. Andy Weedle in the scouting department will build the big board. Then Art, Mike, and Khan will make the decisions. Um, this kind of goes along with uh, the next one. At Steelers Crash, Mr. Crash. Oh, swell. So the guy who helped make Philadelphia Super Bowl champions has no input on selections. I want every Tomlin fan on my timeline to save the link to my tweet. You know, there's kind of this aspect that, you know, oh, Andy Weedle is actually going to save the day. Like, there's, I think there's an overemphasis on the assistant GM and not uh, Omar Khan, who's been in the building for 20 years. Well, that, and also, too, 
building the big board is a very important part of the process. Like that's that's a real thing because that's essentially the ranking of all the players. That so that 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 in and of itself is a very like that that makes that encompasses a lot of decisions. To do that is a big part of the decision making process. Like that doesn't mean Andy Weidel's not involved, and it certainly doesn't mean he's not making decisions. It just doesn't mean he's making the final decision or that his voice carries the biggest weight with the final decision. But that's a very important deal that big board, particularly when it gets to the later rounds. I'm imagining there's already a ver- version of a big board in existence somewhere, if not, you know, on someone's computer or something. Oh, that's yeah. already You know, already a working draft. Of- um, I'm sure there was last May. Okay. Like, okay. It's, you know, I think yeah. I imagine the, la- the big board gets updated a lot. It, um, but yeah, but that uh, he is absolutely has plenty of imports input on selections. You know how I know that? Because he's building the big board. He's the big board boy. Um, okay, well, okay, I guess that's it for con season. Uh, well, no, there's a little bit of, uh, I guess, a little bit of signage. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's I don't know if it's really important enough to break out the song, but, the you know, the, the listeners, they said, we want the songs, we want the songs. See the names will all change in those other towns, but the main Steelers' way is to stay around. Don't need to go around and shop, cause we know just what we got. Welcome back. This is a product of your journey. I'm thinking I'm back. And your journey's not over yet. The show goes on! The first, this is like the first pebble in the pond uh, before the avalanche of signings, which I think will be uh, happen any in the next coming weeks. Yep. Uh, but we'll start with at Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. We have signed linebacker Jameer Jones to a one-year contract. He's back. Mm-hmm. Number 40. Was he 44? But then was he 40? Was he 48? I don't know. Yeah, he was around a, a lot of 40s. Now... Uh, if you listen to the cutting room floor this week with Jeffrey Benedict, you realize that there's about 700 snaps that goes to the backup linebackers, and they kind of break it up between three players last year. So, you know, we've got DeMarvin Leal in the mix maybe for some mm-hmm. outside linebacker snaps. Now we've got Jameer Jones. Is this uh, – but uh, I don't know. Are we adding to this linebacker room? Where's Jameer? Oh, I, I, they'll definitely add to the linebacker room one, one way or the other. But it, Jameer Jones helps with teams. I mean, didn't he block a punt for the Rams a year or two ago? It, um, yeah, and he's okay. played special teams in the past. It, um, you know, it's a depth signing of a guy that, you know, has hung around the league now for years. I mean, it's, it's if he's a starter, you might be in some trouble. But as a guy to have to come in for a few snaps to play special teams, it seems like a good deal, a good thing to oh, okay. have. If he's a Danny Smith guy then you know maybe I like this more uh kind of in that role although we've got yeah. also got Mark Robinson there too right in the mix I don't know if they'll yeah, if yeah. they it um I thought Jameer played a little more outside but yeah for I mean they're on special teams yeah, I don't know what yeah. their roles it's, yeah um you know and it also doesn't mean you know guys that gets backup linebackers that get signed to one-year contracts this uh doesn't necessarily mean hey if someone else comes available we're uh precluding uh this uh, getting them but it uh, yeah but yeah it can't hurt it, uh, and these are because he was like exclusive rights or something I expect yeah. I expect some of these, uh, you know, where Steelers hold the leverage, like Ron, or not Ron Spillane, uh, 
Spillane. Yeah. Uh, Rob Spillane, sorry, coming up. And who else is one of those people? Um, I don't know. Right, but there's a few of them where you're like, okay, if they want this guy back, this guy's going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about some? Uh, how about some like on the field related stuff? Enough con. Enough office. Front office. Take the ties off. Enough suit and tie. Although I don't think Con wears suit and tie. He that was his press conference. He was in the hoodie. Yeah, he seems he seems pretty laid back and loose. Like it's very comfy. Not uh, uh, you know falling decorum. A little bit of an accent. Does he have a little bit of an accent? He does, and it, it's one of those accents I can't place. I know they said he's grew, he grew up around the New Orleans, Louisiana area. Perhaps that's what that accent is, but I don't think that's what that accent is either. I think it's also a little a little Yinzer. I don't yeah, know. it's like a little he's been that. there for two decades. Yeah, I would think. It's just yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, how about some on the field stuff? <laughs> At Steeler Nation, Steeler Nation. Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada isn't predictable or anything. And then it was a it was a graph of the uh, percentage of run run pass, and the Steelers had the highest percentage of run run pass in the AFC. Twenty seven percent of the time they mm-hmm. uh, they did a run run pass, which. I remember a time when that's what we wanted, you know, just line up and run up. Uh, I was going to say that was about thirty years of football. <laughs> that's how that's how Steeler fans wanted them to, you know, yes. just line up behind Watt and run up. Now though, mm-hmm. that's a negative. Although the 49ers, who you think of one of the most prolific offenses, uh, they were run run past twenty five percent of the time. Well, so. I think it's also these are the two offenses with rookie quarterbacks. I mean, that, ah, I think that's a bigger part of it. Too, ah, but, uh, maybe there is something. Yeah, uh, um, of course. The you know the the and the teams with the lowest percentage of run run pass also had the gunslingers like Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo. Well, that, I, I'd be real interested. To, I mean, we're not looking it up, but I wonder what Buffalo's statistics were with that in Allen's rookie year. Having I remember watching okay. Allen play that when at, played that year. I'm like, wow, this guy's a lot of talent. Who knows where the ball is going. I remember thinking that uh, when you would watch him play. So it, um, yeah. So that, so I mean, that just all seems like yes, these are teams with rookie quarterbacks, and these are teams with not rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, I think of a rookie quarterback who was pass heavy, and it was like Peyton who threw like what, like thirty some picks. Oh or something. Yeah. yeah, and and that team was far far worse than the Steelers this year. Steelers certainly this year's Forty ers At uh, that team was a mess in ninety nine. If we, I wouldn't, I, hey, if we continue run, run, pass, you know, I know like second down, it got to the point where I know second down, people were telling me like Steelers always run it on second down. It was getting like that, but it's, I mean, it's not predictable if it's effective, right? Or, I, I, no, that you're a hundred percent right. And I was even going to piggyback on that is that the Steelers, it's easy to forget, but down the stretch last year, they were really good on third down, yeah. like converting those third downs, like, like shockingly good numbers shockingly good that's mm. uh, i believe that's what the uh canada punch is what it right is. I, th- shockingly I, 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 good. Think, I think that i think that's a 2023 version of elite it's a- <laughs> how about at steelers update six steelers update nfl teams with the most sacks since 2017 number one steelers 313 Number two, Saints, 281, 32, a whole 32 sacks between one and two. Mm-hmm. And it goes all the way down to number 10 is the Ravens, 242. So, mm-hmm. you know, the the gap between one and 10 on sacks of the last uh, six years mm-hmm. is uh, 50, 60, you know, 65. So Steelers, you know, I just think this is a testament to Keith Butler, really. It kind of yeah. goes back to how underappreciated he might have been as a defensive coordinator oh yeah and just that how good those teams were and it's and it's also too it's not like the Steelers were great uh, with this sacking the ball this past season 
They weren't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's. I mean, these numbers are still that impressive, even with the very down year that they had due to the Watt injury and other concerns. But it. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's you know this, and this is also part of the reason I think they might replenish that. You know, some of the guys on defense. Uh, you know, to keep that going for the future. Yeah, it made me start to think like, well, what are you know what are the defensive coordinator tiers of you know in Steelers history? Who are the great? You know, where does Keith Butler? He's very underappreciated, and I kind of think like he might be kind of in that top tier. And I so I went down all the way through the Super Bowl era. Mm-hmm. Who are the defensive? Of course, there was Bud Carson, who uh, had two Super Bowls and went to the postseason six straight times in the mm-hmm. dynasty era. Certainly, uh, you know George Pearls was the defensive coordinator. Pearls was the defensive coordinator for just one season in '78, mm-hmm. so that was a Super Bowl season, right? But he had been with the team since '72 and was kind of the innovator of the stunt four-three, I guess <laughs> that. And uh, and then of course Dick LeBeau has got to be in that echelon. Absolutely, you know, two Super Bowl wins, four Super Bowl appearances. Uh, the zone blitz is kind oh, of his. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to forget that it was his defense took the Bengals to the Super Bowl, right? Where they lose to Montana and Rice. Like, what? Yeah. So that is the, you know, mm-hmm. top tier of Steeler uh, defensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, then your 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 next tier, you got uh, Woody Weidenhofer, who mm-hmm. uh, had the, the final um, Super Bowl win from the Dynasty era. Mm-hmm. And then you got Keith Butler, five playoff appearances in seven years. I think that uh, I think he's better than like Dom Capers, who was one and three in the postseason. Uh, you know, Jim Haslett, career five hundred. Uh, Terrell Austin is too early, right? Uh, and, and you know, Tony Dungy, who you think is a Hall of Famer, but he he, he was the defensive coordinator during those those dark ages. Well, he's like a Hall of Famer for what he did elsewhere. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it, and that's and that's the other thing about Dom is that he's had you know quite a yeah I'd say quite a career in other places. At um uh, uh so that, I think that's sort of why he gets you know ranked so highly. But yeah, but no, I mean Butler's defense has absolutely played well. Butler, you know, it's it's as I mean in a place where the standard is the Super. Super Bowl. That's the only. That's the only negative mark against Butler's career yeah. is that they didn't yeah. win one with him. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. I guess you would say, yeah, of of the next, yeah. If you didn't win, you didn't get a of a, the guys that didn't get a ring, then Butler's yeah. absolutely up there. So and Butler's you know. probably never going to have a toupee or whatever that was with Don Capers. That thing was Ooh. astonishing. Did you see that? Not since Rudy Giuliani. That the, was uh, amazing. <laughs> like it was, and it's just one of those things. It just, it just because it's too perfect. Like if it had tried, if it tried to just get some right angles out of it, it would have looked. You know, more yeah. Human. What did yeah? Did he like took went to the barber after he put it on? You know, yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that was in I you know, and obviously, you don't make fun of someone's appearance, all that kind of thing. But like that was that crossed the line in terms of not you know being human. Anyway, everybody else gets a little tight. Yeah, a little too high and tight there, Dom. I don't know. Uh how about some more? A couple on the field odds and ends. How about at Scarpizio Scarps? There are just six teams in the league that have won at least 100 games, regular and postseason, over the last 10 years. Chiefs, Patriots, Seahawks, Packers, Steelers, Saints. Uh, you know, so I just, re- you know, we think of this as kind of a d- like the the new dark ages of Steelers mm-hmm. right now. You know, no playoff wins in six years, but we're still, you know, in in she's one of the top elite teams in in the in the big scheme in the big picture uh, in the, in the scope of time. 
Absolutely. And, you know, and unlike the Saints, the Steelers never completely fell off. I mean, this Saints team is, they're not bouncing back this coming season. If they do, it is a Seahawks-level surprise. It, uh, that's <laughs> a team that has a lot of uh, trouble ahead of them. And the Packers may be staring down a similar, and maybe staring down a decline as well. I mean, it's it's certainly the Chiefs and uh, are looking great, and the Pats seem like they could be good again. Who knows? But it, um, and the Seahawks certainly seem to be on the rise. But yeah, that speaks to the fact the Steelers haven't really fallen fallen off and everyone is expecting us to fall off you know or or you well, i think know. they were i don't know if they are now not now but certainly these last two seasons they've mm-hmm. you know it's been and uh and here we you know here we are here we are mm-hmm. we're still ready we're still rocking okay whatever that was how about <laughs> at steeler nation steeler nation steelers kenny pickett disrespected by former nfl quarterback Matt Castle put Kenny behind Andy Dalton and Russell Wilson in his 2023 rankings. Is that disrespect? Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm just not ready to, like, go to the battlements and, you know, be mad at somebody for putting ranking Kenny much lower than I would yet. You know, like, <laughs> let's give this at least another a few more months, if not a year. I mean, why? Let's, let's look at this in a macro sense. Why on earth is anyone asking Matt Castle about his quarterback <laughs> rankings in February of 2023? Because I can't ask him about Brady anymore. Right. Right. I, I, get, right. I mean, what? You know, like, like what? How are you so hard up for time or anything? I mean, I'm glad Castle has a job. I, I, you know, I actually I actually know guys that knew him at USC. It, uh, so oh, okay. and they say he was Name a nice dropper. guy. All right. And it um and it you know and it's uh, so yeah. So I mean, but but again, this is you know, hey, we're here to talk. If, if you if you're listening to somebody that says, hey, we're here to talk to Matt Castle about quarterbacks, you're not listening to the rest of that. Uh, do you do you think Kenny feels slighted? Do you think he's going to say something to Castle next time he Here's sees the question. him? Are we a hundred percent sure Kenny knows who Matt Castle is? Um, I mean, probably, but he, wear, he wears the T-shirt with the Montana and uh, Marino. So you think he knows a little bit about history enough about. Yeah, but those guys history. are on NFL films. Matt Castle <laughs> isn't like you're not going onto YouTube and it's going from like Jerry Rice and the catch to like Matt Castle going nine and seven or whatever it was with the Pats. Like, I mean, he probably does, but I'm I'm not willing to bet on that either. All right. All I mean, right. I don't know. I mean, it's it's would I have a Kenny ahead of of Andy? Andy Dalton, sure. I mean, it's I can see it. Russell Wilson. That's kind of a unique situation because the guy is an easy Hall of Famer. That you know, I don't think anyone really knows how to react to the season he just had. So I could see being like, "Hey, I assume Russell Wilson is going to bounce back because uh, what if he doesn't?" So you know, it's, yeah. again, I can't get worked up about the opinions of Matt Castle yet on this afternoon. At least it's not uh, you know QB rankings in March. It's not uh, mock drafts. I guess <laughs> you know <laughs> that. I, yeah, I guess so. So at least it's not mock drafts. That's what we should have been saying for the last month. Anytime someone said something dumb. Well, you know, speaking of mock drafts, Uh-oh. coming up in the second half. Uh-oh. I promised you know, only because I promised March we right. would start talking. Well, I understand. Otherwise, I would have said let's put this off for another week right. or oh, so, for sure. another month. Um, let's go ask Matt Castle about it. But the. The Google Alert is now active. Steelers mock draft. So we'll get to it in the second half, along with some odds and ends like the end of the quarterback sneak. What? All right. Stay tuned.
Seen these drafts mock so many names All on their boards, but they're all the same We're back, 2023 I don't care about the situation These mock drafts are just meant to masturbation But at least you're using your brains There's only one way there's only one way to mock! Alright, 2023 mock season is officially in order. It's mockable. We mock ourselves. It's time to mock the mock. I said May, I said March 1st I would do it, but I actually hit the Google alerts uh, on the 27th. So, right. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's like an approaching storm. I mean, there's so much out there. You can't read about this team at this time or even football at this time and not just encounter one. You need to have the Doppler on, right? For the coming mock. So I had my, have an umbrella up. (laughs) I had my, I had my umbrella up and my mock Doppler on (laughs) at the Pony Express, Andrew Filipponi. If you're the Steelers, would you trade the 17th and 49th picks to move up into the top 10 and get the best left tackle in the draft? I would. So he's talking about the first first round pick and the second round pick move up into the top 10. Sounds uh, sounds familiar. I remember we did this a couple uh, of years. I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's absolutely not. It, um, this team is not just one player away. I would rather get multiple players at multiple positions and uh, have them work out than literally, now that we know what it's like to put all the eggs in the basket and then like uh, 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 fling the basket into the river. Yeah, and the basket is made of, uh, you know, it's made of sackcloth. Uh, I made, not... uh, yeah, I think it's made out of uh, anterior cruciate ligament, yeah. Oh, yeah that's right mm-hmm. um so then well what about this scenario at pittsburgh sport steelers takeaways here's a potentially unpopular thought for some steeler fans draft Knicks. if they re-sign sutton and i think they do i think that takes cornerback off the board for them round one um cornerback room right now mm-hmm. uh, let's assume they sign cam sutton because you know everyone's talking right omar khan says they're already having talks if they're already having talks then it's a, it's i feel like it's a deal it it's seems a deal. like it would be likely yeah so cam sutton is in the room i think a killer witherspoon is still under contract i think mm-hmm. levi wallace is still under contract mm-hmm. um but they're also in the that lovely phrase voidable years. So yeah, so mm-hmm. twenty twenty three they're on the roster, but twenty twenty four may be a different story. Where where do you put does that does does uh, does that put cornerback anywhere uh, off your board? I don't I don't think so. I mean, I, I, what would put cornerback off the board for me more? And again, it's you know you we've been alluding to it all uh, episode and for weeks now is that if they were to sign another cornerback, that might make it take it off the board. But again, it's you know they, they I could very well see them saying, hey, he was the best player available, so we took this guy. And uh, I I don't think. I don't really know that anything they're going to do right now takes a player off of the board because, I mean, it's, you know, they signed Mitch within 10 minutes of free agency yeah. starting and then they drafted Kenny. So That's, I don't uh, think. Yeah, history. Yeah, remember history. We Yeah, it mm-hmm. just happened less than a year ago, 11 mm-hmm. months ago. Good point. Good mm-hmm. point. Um, speaking of any any guy on the first round, at Steelers Sank 16, Steelers Sanctuary, 
How dumb do you have to be to screw up in the few months between the end of college football and the draft? Having said that, I'm all in for drafting Jalen Carter if he falls to 17. Uh, but, you know, I, th- I think he was on people's wish lists before this, and now they're like, well, now it's a good reason he'll fall to 17. Uh, yeah, it, 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 but again, they, they do these character tests for a reason, and, it, you know, if you can't stay clean in this sense for the four months or less than that after the college <laughs> football season, how on earth are you going to do it for the next 10 years for this kind of investment? I mean, it's, you know, like a lot of these guys – I don't know, Jalen Carter in a later round, uh, then you can be, then it's, and then it's also less like, hey, you know, we drafted a guy who may have committed a big boy crime. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, that is, you know. Clean the scene is, yeah. Not, right, that, yeah. That, right. That's not like we mouthed off at the cop or like, you know, we did something like low level. That is a real actual crime for like a lot of valid reasons. And character is a high, is a high, especially with the first round pick. Right, because you're investing so much. You know, that. I mean, it's I think about especially, you know, since Dan Rooney's passing, it feels like they've certainly emphasized character. I mean, they've always have. But I think, yeah. you know, T.J. Watt and just think how weird how, how mad people got when Devin Bush put out weird tweets. Yeah. And yeah. they weren't like crazy. You know, they weren't like uh, offensive. They certainly weren't like vicious or mean. They were just really bizarre. Yeah. And like just that, that one cat tweet was weird. right. Yeah. And the bizarre tweets versus like, here's a guy that fled the scene of a death. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, well, uh, let's, let's, let's get to the mocks. Uh, you know, we got one. I, I'll just, I'll just touch on the, which I guess is the most high profile. Mm-hmm. Oops, wrong sound. <laughs> At Mel Kuyper, Mel Kuyper, uh, he, he, he put his mock draft out, giving us Joey Porter Jr., cornerback, Penn State. So after all this talk about cornerbacks, Mel Kuyper thinks he's the guy. Is it just because his name is Joey Porter? Well, I think it, it's it's. I think he's also very good. I mean, I, I I have seen you know of trying to avoid the mock drafts. There are actually several of them that don't have him being there at seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's that. It, 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 I think if you're doing a mock draft and you're a professional person and you have to get this done by noon because you have to do three other mock drafts for something else you write for, <laughs> and you get to seventeen and Joey Porter Jr. is still there, okay, now you can worry about eighteen. Like you don't have to think about this a whole lot. So that makes a lot of sense. But I mean, it's. You know, I, 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 which, and I'm sure we're going to hear all this nonstop. Who's the best corner? Is it the Witherspoon guy? Is it Gonzalez? Is it Porter? It, you know, will they all be gone by then? Because um, I know that's happened in some of these drafts. It, uh, but, I mean, that's an easy one to do. And also, I mean, it, and you can't discount the Steelers believe in bloodlines more than, like, some evil scientists in bad movies. <laughs> they really do. I somewhat resent that. Well, sorry, Coach. You're the one who drafted... Cameron Hayward or whatever I mean and, Connor and, Hayward and, and, the, and the third Edmonds like it wasn't yeah. just Terrell there's the other guy too like well we'll see if we get if we get the line the linebacker yeah right and the Watts and the, the yeah. Davis brothers right mm-hmm. right the, the, I forgot about the Davis brothers yeah mm-hmm. um so okay just a quick a, a small mock roundup from uh from this week I know I promised March 1st but these are a couple from the 28th and 27th there's mm-hmm. one Joey Porter Jr we've got one Brian Branch who is the uh defensive back from Alabama he's like a hybrid safety kind of dude right yeah like yeah that. they're they're not giving him a he's not a strictly corner I guess oh uh Darnell Wright a tackle from Tennessee 
and Lucas Van Ness, a defensive lineman out of Iowa. I think I saw Jim Wexel. He'd actually talked to him at the Combine. So he's Iowa Big Ten boy, you know. This seems like like this is a very platonic ideal for how a lot of the mock drafts are going to look. It might not be these exact same names. It, it very well could be, but like, you know, there's a corner, there's an offensive lineman, there's a defensive lineman, and then there's some other maybe depth kind of thing. Here it's this safety that's either very small or very big. I totally forget. It could be a wide receiver in ones you see. It could be a tight yeah, end. Yeah. It could be a guard. It, um, but yeah, I think this this is what a lot of them are going to look like. Well, if we if we look back to last year's research or mm-hmm. mock the mock research uh, one of the th- one of the things we were able to determine is that 50% of these mock drafts mocked quarterback so yeah. i f- i one of the conclusions i came up with was like i'm fair to say if we can get a 50% conclusion at least on the position mm-hmm. from these mocks maybe that's as close as we'll get to narrowing it in, it in uh to anything more specific than yeah and i think that i think that's a really good point and i think the only thing that could kind of keep that from being correct when we do it is sort of the reverse of what happened last year is that part of the reason a quarterback fell beyond any you know like evaluation of kenny was that remember how weird it was when the wide receiver rush started kicking in when like all those dudes were traded for the big money and all of a sudden all the receivers went other than pickens like if there could be if there was a thing like if say it's corner at 53 percent and then all of a sudden all the corners go yeah then that would that, that would be the, the exception that proves the role for your 53 percent thing like we'll see we'll mm. see we'll see we're gonna right, we're gonna start tracking these mocks. i'm not gonna track i'm what i'm not gonna do this season that i did last year was track the first round picks of all these mocks <sighs> the, you know the, all the i'm just gonna I would do hug the, you if i was close i'm just gonna do the, the steelers ones because there you go. it's just it's just um, because you're a human being that deserves to be happy it just doesn't you know it doesn't matter we I, you know i mm-hmm. that's why we did it last year i wanted to see does it matter does all these mo- you know mm-hmm. because if there was a way to crowdsource in draft information from these mocks and maybe we'd be onto something but i don't right. uh, you know i think the answer is no <laughs> i concur and in fact you know speaking of things that don't matter at jason shetler that sports guy in your opinion how much stock should we put into the nfl scouting combine a lot 16.7 percent some 38.9%. Very little, my vote, 44.4%. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I did try, I did find myself tuning in just to see if I could see anything. I know Joe Hayden's down there, but mm-hmm. uh, ultimately it's, it's kind of more like, it's more useful as a throwback. It's more like, hey, look at TJ Watt when he was at the Combine. It's not like, look who the future star is. Oh, yeah. And I, I think it also kind of has like a back-to-school feeling for a lot of these guys, too. Like, it's sort of the start of the new year. But what I didn't realize until the other night I was listening to the Steelers.com coverage of the, uh, uh, when I was driving back home, of the Combine. And they said something that when I, as soon as I heard it, I went, oh, that's the point of all this. It's your guys get to do their medical evaluation. What's that? Like that's your medical guys get to check these guys out. Oh, and that's the real value of this. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That that you want to have your doctors check out these guys. That means a lot more than the dude ran fast in Indianapolis. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Oh, uh, so Khan is down there with the white coats in the lab. Right, really. exactly. It's more... Yes, that. Oh. And I'm like, okay, that's valid. That now I get it. Okay. And, um, oh. and thankfully. That's not on the NFL Network. That's not the part you're seeing. Thank God. Yeah, you know, we. I would, I'd watch. I'd watch some more of that. Like, all right, let's hit the weight room. Okay, drop your shorts. All right. 
Okay. Well, I think the band is trying to take that's that NFL all access. <laughs> I, I would watch that. I would watch that more than the Pro Bowl, maybe. I don't know. Give me more of that than the Pro Bowl. Okay. We've got some odds and ends here, starting with at KD Pomp, Bob Pompiani. An NFL team has submitted a proposal that would allow roughing the passer calls to be reviewable by instant replay. It will be debated this week in Indy. Should roughing the passers be reviewable? 79.8% yes. 20.2% no. Um, I'm all for it. Anything that gets it right, I'm all for it. I, I mean, I... I... I'm starting there. I don't know if I'm going to end up there because, again, you know, it's going to be the ref who just made the call looking at this thing on the uh, uh, replay. Um, right now, I agree with that just because there are so many egregious ones. But, man, as soon as I found myself agreeing with it, I thought of that first pass interference challenge ever in NFL history. Carroll made the game where Ben got hurt and Mason came in against Terrell Edmonds. Totally turns the game around and it being a very borderline call and all that. So it – but – I think the roughing the passer thing, some of them have seemed very egregious in recent years, and it's the kind of thing you'd like to think, okay, he, you know, gently grazed his helmet or whatever it was would be shot down quickly, but but who knows? It, why um, can't why can't they be why can't there be like uh, a third option, like maybe a purple flag like okay, so the ref thinks it might be let's wave the purple flag. Now that sends it to the booth who can see it and then verify it quickly right there. Yeah, that's good or bad or I, I mean I can't think of anything that's more appropriate for the XFL than starting the purple flag flag idea i mean i mean really i mean that seems like that's the kind that's the place for that sort of experimentation um well unfortunately i stopped watching after oh, the man. first week i stopped watching after my cold got better <laughs> speaking of rule changes at nfl underscore dove climbing dove climbing the nfl competition committee has already been getting, discussing the quarterback push play at length and the topic will be revisited in march could be a potential rule change in 2023. They're saying this is kind of an automatic first down, but uh, it's not like the QB sneak was invented this season. You know, no, and it, 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 I mean, it's it's it is the first time I I really looked at it and thought like, man, this play was designed to push this dude in the back. I feel like we're not going to make this change until someone absolutely messes up their leg because they got pushed in the back and fell hard. So like, I can I can see them. Um, overturning this and i mean making this illegal to push the quarterback in the back but like you want to talk about weird calls the first time someone gets 15 yards for pushing their quarterback in the back and he has to be like no no no, i didn't push him i was running that way and he happened to be there like you want to talk about weird interpretations and did he push him or was he just <laughs> running in that direction like would it have to be every running situation would it have to be with running backs as well and and wide receivers you can't assist you can't push your own player uh forward you know forward I mean, maybe it's going to be, you know what? Oh, God, I, 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 I'm afraid to say this because I'm worried it's going to will it into existence. <laughs> but I can see them making the role. It can't be a, a, a distinct pushing motion. <laughs> distinct pushing. Like you know a, what I mean? Like, is distinct, that like a football movement? No, like a distinct. Right, exactly. Like, is it? I didn't. You know, if I if I have my arms folded or here, and I'm running into your back, is that the same as I'm extending my arms to push you? Like, it's. I I I. I now that I'm saying this out loud, I wouldn't be surprised if this is sort of where they came down. And it's illegal to push the guy, <laughs> but if you happen to run into him and he falls over to pop, because uh, I mean, the, the solution would just be then it's no longer the QB sneak; it just becomes the fullback. 
quarterback sneak or something. You know, it's it just becomes Derek Watts play instead of the QB or something. Right, you know? and it's it's and and I, I and, and I think that's the other reason you might see some kind of rule change here. I think is that they could they could very easily say this is a rule that helps the defense but also protects the quarterback. Because I am kind of surprised no one's torn their ACL or popped their knee or something with like three giant dudes pushing you from behind while the other guys are pushing you this way in the opposite direction. Well, it's a, it feels like Cam Newton's, uh, if he was in the league, that would what happened to him. <laughs> One more rule change. And where's Tom, you, Tomlin's on this rule committee, right? Why aren't we, have we had the, I guess we haven't had these league meetings yet. I don't, right? think, I don't think they've occurred yet or they're in the process. Because usually we hear from him. He's the guy yeah. that's like, I, you know, he's the one out there going, I love sudden death. Uh, yeah, and, he's like, and he gives the interviews from like the pool or something, right? Or maybe I'm thinking of Cower at, um, yeah. All right, well, let's wrap this up. I think uh, I think we kind of touched everything. We Razor, sure did. We touched any... too much. Yeah. We touched we touched too much. That's what we've been talking about. Yeah, touching too much. Right, Coach? Um, if you want to keep the conversation going, we are on social media. I am at Kyle Christ. Greg, where are you? Uh, at Instagram, Twitter, at Greg Benevent. B as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T. Uh, something very special for you next week mm-hmm. uh you know march madness is here mm-hmm. uh, but i don't like basketball yeah me neither instead we've got the steelers march madness the mm-hmm. 64 greatest moments in steeler history seated ranked and facing off to find out what is the ultimate Steelers moment. And you're like, oh, well, it's the Immaculate Reception. Oh, it's the it's the uh, Harrison uh, Interception. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why we play the games. <laughs> you, can't, you can't win unless you mock the brackets. So we will have... We will have March Madness of Steeler Moments. It's going to be the biggest thing since your mock draft. Only thing more important than a mock draft. Mm-hmm. March Madness. All right. Enough said. Enough caucus. Until next week, keep listening to Coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school. 